Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi everyone, Saint Man here. This video is brought to you by a more than generous donation from John. This will be the first of two videos that I'll be making for him. An article came out from Canada's National Post newspaper called Happy Wife, Happy Life is Wrong. Women are not relationship barometers, study finds. It covers a university paper that came out recently testing the predictive power of men and women's relationship satisfaction. The link to that paper is in the article I put in the description. But most of it is behind a paywall. So I'll base this video on what the National Post has to say about it. I'll only read some of it because it's lengthy and it's kind of boring. So here goes and I quote. As a deeply established piece of romantic folklore for men, the adage happy wife, happy life has a lot going for it. It's a catchy rhyme and encourages selflessness in a husband, an orientation toward compromise and keen interest on how his wife feels at any given moment. If she's happy, the wisdom goes, all is happy. A new research paper out of the University of Alberta suggests this rule is completely wrong. This is according to a new detailed statistical analysis of a large data set of daily diary entries by people in opposite-sex relationships and surveys of opposite-sex couples over time, tracking the relationship ups and downs of thousands of people. We think this obviously challenges this accepted lore that women's experience takes primacy or is intrinsically more diagnostic, Johnson said Tuesday in an interview. We find men's experiences matter just as much, for their predictive value at least. According to some theories, women's experience should be more predictive of the long-term health of an intimate relationship. Evolutionary psychologists point to the cost differential of pregnancy, high for the woman, low for the man. But this is where the theory breaks down into untested fuzziness. Nobody really knows how far our women should have this more predictive ability, Johnson said. If things are going well, be aware, figure out why, and harness that, he said. Likewise, pay attention to the negative. Manage it and contain it so that less than typical happiness doesn't continue to follow you into the future. It doesn't rhyme, but as a rule for romance, that's now on more solid experimental footing. Unquote. This article doesn't really take a rocket scientist to figure out that contentment is what measures relationship satisfaction and not happiness. Happiness is a fleeting emotion, and you can't be happy all the time. I think men need to turn it around on women and start saying, happy spouse, happy house. That way it goes both ways. Women won't like that. That men are hijacking their saying. That, wow, men actually matter too. I'm surprised these Canadian researchers didn't have their bank accounts frozen by Justinian Trudeau for their research because it doesn't mesh with his agenda. Plus, happy wife, happy life is probably a saying that was made up by some simp and it ended up sticking. I'll discuss more in a moment, but let me first tell everyone about today's sponsor, Me the Sandman. If you want to get your hands on this Thought Tears mug, then visit my Teespring store down in the description. You can also get your hands on the Cure for Feminism t-shirt and classic tank top. If someone doesn't like it, then you can ask them if they're being Islamophobic. I also have a Sandman t-shirt, and 25% of the sales proceeds go to the artist, as well as the classic Sandman sticker and mug. You can also get the entire Sandman collection through digital download or USB key, if you want, through email. 
Those are the sound files for the first five seasons of my channel, so you can have those to take on the go. Each season is 15 US dollars. Finally, you can also talk to me via one-on-one -on -one coaching through Skype for only $45 an hour. My contact email and Teespring shop are the first links down in the description. Anyways, now back to married men dancing around entertaining their wives like chimpanzees and tuxedos, Clown World Show. Of course, men want to put effort into trying to make women happy. If a man is working hard to make the woman happy, then she knows that he loves her, that she's got him attached to her emotional leash. It means that she doesn't have to keep following him around like a house cat trying to get him to say that he loves her over and over again. His actions are all the proof that she needs, so for many women it means they don't have to harass a man and get on his nerves as much to know if he's actually emotionally involved. It's like women are emotional autists or on the spectrum when it comes to men's feelings. They have this blind spot when it comes to our feelings and reading them for some reason. But when we try to make them happy, we're just doing the work of volunteering our feelings to them through our actions. But the next time you hear someone say, happy wife, happy life, just repeat back, having no wife is the happiest life. Then watch as people bring out the gay shaming language and ask you, who hurt you, brah? I was really hoping that this article would give more juicy tidbits as to why women's happiness is not a good barometer for relationships. I really thought there would be more to pull from this, but there just wasn't. For the second half of this video, I want to discuss a video I recently watched discussing how women in the United Kingdom, about 45% of them, lack the funds to put money into their pensions each month because they're busy paying for them here and now. It's mostly a video about a woman named Joanna that plans to retire in 15 years. She spends day-to-day -day helping people financially, but there's no one there to help her. She says there was never any mention of pension in schools or having a workplace pension either. She never had a conversation about it before, and now she looks to be about 50. No one ever spoke to me about pensions, but then again, I'm a man. We men are far more likely to be long-term thinkers, while women are just usually more short-term drinkers. But by Joanna saying that there is no mention from anyone about pensions when she was in school, it's all about not taking accountability for her lack of action. Of course, it's also men's fault as well, because the story says that saving for retirement is all too technical, and then many women can't figure it out because it's a man's world. In a sense, it is a man's world because with higher than usual rates of inflation, you have to invest in riskier assets and keep up with the cost of living, which is going up significantly. Because women tend to be more risk-averse with their money when it comes to investing, it means that they won't keep up with the rising inflation, even if they invest enough money. Their best case scenario is that they marry a guy that constantly has to pass their shit tests and invest the money the way he sees fit, after she throws one. Otherwise, it's poverty through a lack of savings or poverty through inflation. Take your pick. Plus, even if a woman buys the right so-called assets, I've seen them panic far more often than men do and sell them at their lows and then buy them back at their highs because women are more likely to fall in line with the herd behavior because of female-owned group preference. Thus, they tend to only buy things once the coast is clear, so to speak, instead of scooping up bargains. I've even seen women berate men for not buying stocks or crypto at the bottom of the markets and then not selling it right at the top. They don't care that no one can actually time the markets. They just expect men to do it magically simply because they have muff. Even when I was working as an investment advisor, I told women to sell their assets at the top. And they did. And we ended up buying them back at the bottom. But then they expected stellar returns the following year as well. And didn't take into consideration that they were making double-digit returns while most people were losing 30% or more. There was no gratitude, just greed. Because I had done so well making them happy dancing around like a chimpanzee in a three-piece suit. The showbiz act was expected to continue, and I was tired of it. So the same can be said about women in this day and age when it comes to money. 
It's not that they only need a man's money, but they also need a man to manage it effectively. A financially illiterate wife means a life full of strife. It's bad enough that you have to figure out your own money situation, but now you have a monkey with boobs on your back trying to give you a heart attack. She's like the scorpion on your back and you're the frog, trying to carry both of you to the other side of a river. In that particular story, the scorpion promised not to sting the frog if the frog carried it over. After stinging the frog midstream, the frog asked, Why did you sting me? Now we're both going to die. The scorpion said, Because it's in my nature to do so. That's the thing that no one understands in our current economic climates. That you can only carry yourself over and not someone else over that river because the inflation currents are a lot stronger. So you have to spend more of your savings, which are constantly being devalued just to live. Do you really want a woman to weigh you down financially and to sink with her? Because you know it's many women's instinct to spend money like drunken sailors, instead of saving. Especially on stupid things that only go down in value with time. As I mentioned before, even when I travel or spend money on my hobbies, I find a way to make money or even break even on such things. When a woman spends three to $4,000 on a beach vacation, that money is gone for good. Have you ever seen how unhappy a woman is on the last day of her vacation? when she has to go back to reality. Don't you realize that if you spend all your time working to keep your wife happy, that the moment you stop, that you're going to see her rage come out, that she feels entitled to you making her happy, and when you stop, regardless of if you have a good reason or not, you end up looking like the bad guy. That's the behavior of a spoiled child, and you're creating someone that's completely dependent on external validation for their own happiness. You're feeding into codependency. You need to keep them happy or be happy yourself, and then you basically need to keep putting in the effort, or they get very unhappy. Who wants to live in fear that if he doesn't keep his wife so-called happy, that you might have to deal with a screaming wife, or one that'll divorce you? That's no way to live, yet a funny rhyme is leading to this. I think that's it. I just want to close this video down discussing a health issue I've been dealing with again. I finally got a referral to a plastic surgeon, and it'll probably play out of pocket, because otherwise I have to wait six to nine months to get socialized medicine, to pay for it. And I don't actually want to deal with reoccurring skin infections that will require multiple bouts of antibiotics because I fear that the bacteria might become resistant to them. For you guys in America that think that socialized medicine is all that in a bag of chips, just remember there are usually huge backlogs for basic procedures. It's funny because I pay taxes for a service that if I waited for, I would finally get it sometime in the spring. Because it's considered cosmetic. And I can pay a plastic surgeon instead. But for more serious health issues, you have to wait and it might actually mean your life. It's not a perfect system, but even still, in some ways, it's better than the one in the United States, even if you have to pay out of pocket to fix your health problems from time to time. Yes, socialized medicine is great for emergencies, because you can get into the emergency room and get looked after in only four to six hours. That sounds like a long time, but that in and of itself is a miracle of civilization. I might also be heading to the emergency room tomorrow because the antibiotics aren't really helping me all that much. So wish me luck. Anyways, that's it for today. Thanks to John for the donation, and I hope you enjoyed these topics. Don't forget to smash the like button the way that even Chad wouldn't make women happy after he smashed them a half a dozen times, because those women would get bored. Bang the bell and check out the mystery link. Follow me on BitChute, Twitter, and Facebook to get tomorrow's video today. Subscribe to me on Minds, Odyssey, and MGTOW.TV to get the video for the day after tomorrow. This channel's been demonetized, and if you want to help me keep making content, then please support me through Subscribestar. There's a link to it in the description. Or you can do an hour-long coaching chat with the Sandman for $45. US And I won't rush you out the door like a cheap whore. Thanks for taking your daily dose of red pills. And remember, a red pill a day keeps the women 
that expect men to keep women happy because that's what they're used to with regards to consumerism instead of just being quiet and content away. So enjoy the rest of your day and cheers.